Chris, a year after getting fired by those snakes at CNN, <laughs> is going to be We are Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on prn.live, or you can also call in 641-793-7091. Well, today um, I'm going to be my own guest. Um, I have been blessed for over five years now to have this radio show, and I thank Progressive Radio Network as well as Gary Knoll personally for allowing me to have this avenue to share so much truth that I've had to learn the hardest way possible. Most of you who are listeners of our show know that I lost my first child, Casey, back in 1999, and I was the victim of all victims. And I trusted medical doctors. I thought they were, you know, smart. They talked this fancy language, this techno jargon, Dr. Nee's language. And I blindly held my daughter down and let them poison her with vaccinations. Um, And boy, I've come a long way. (laughs) Boy, I've come a long way. Um, Five years after I lost Casey, I met my late husband who passed away back in 2019, Gary Tunsky who had father's wisdom. Um, I am redoing my bio. Uh, Him and I traveled for 15 years doing presentations, me in honor of my daughter, speaking the truth with love, and then him getting up with the uh, wisdom of our creator, how to heal at a cellular level of cancer was his expertise for 30 years when I met him. Well, now that he's gone because of choices he made back in his 20s doing steroids uh, abusively, so he prematurely lost his life. But I have continued his wisdom, and he has blessed me with so many handwritten notes I'm focusing right now on typing up. Um, I'm talking about a foot high of handwritten notes of just wisdom, he would wake up with revelations from our creator and ask me to get him a pad and paper and start writing. And he has left those notes for me. He was never able to complete his second book, which was going to be called What in the Cell is Going On. He did complete his first one, which was called The Battle for Health is Over PH that you can get on Amazon. Um, He also did a CD of that same title, as well as the CD of the What in the Cell is Going On. But we are now, through an editor in Scotland who's taking all of his information and typing it up, we're actually going to be writing Gary's um, What in the Cell is Going On is going on book. But I'm, I'm, I'm going in a little bit of a different direction because I'm writing my own book, and I've been doing it really since my daughter's passing, which, again, um, was you know, years before I met Gary. And um, I'm kind of uh, making it my own with all the wisdom I obtained from not only the dangers of vaccinating, um, Casey was labeled autistic, which everybody knows is, you know, almost every other child today. It's impossible to have a genetic epidemic. Vaccines are the cause of the autism epidemic. I proved so much science and so many facts in my presentations. Uh, researchers that have proven what us parents know because nobody knows our babies better than we do. So. 
Um, I'm going to read some articles that I've kind of made my own that I'm going to be using in the book that Father has me putting together. Um, and uh, I hope you're blessed by it. But it's real simplicity. And um, it's very uh, relevant to the time that we're in right now with this whole uh, COVID, you know, pandemic and whatever they're coming up with next. Um, and so it's it's something I believe everybody needs to know. So the first one is a short article. Uh, we're going to read two short articles, and if we have time, we'll get started on a longer article and maybe complete it next week. But as I mentioned, I have so much information and wisdom here that the world needs to know. So I'm going to be doing a lot of my own shows just because I believe this wisdom is of our creator. And uh, there's no master physician like the creator of the universe, right? So the first one is, if germs alone cause disease, we'd all be dead. Germs are found in our guts, our blood, and every organ of our body. No one is sterile, as Louis Pasteur puts it. We each live symbolically with billions and billions of bacteria. We have parasites, fungal forms, and bacteria everywhere from head to toe. But most of the time, we don't get sick. Western medicine is founded upon the premise that germs cause disease. This is their biggest mistake. This myth is perpetuated through medical school training. In fact, you'll, you will not likely pass medical school training unless you accept this dogma because it justifies the prescription of all the antis. Antibiotics, which I've learned means antis against, bio means life, against life, antibiotics, antivirals, antifungals, antihistamines, anti-inflammatories, antidepressants, antipsychotics. Anti again means against. And the medical schools which are heavily influenced by the drug companies are in complete opposition of the intelligence from our creator. The other drugs they prescribe tell us they're working against our creator. Decongestants. Protease inhibitors, beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, etc. So when you ask your medical doctor what he thinks, remember there's a huge economic industry built around the medical paradigm he has been indoctrinated into. You don't have to focus on healing a cut in your finger or mending a broken bone. We have learned the medical doctors and the drug companies have nothing to do with the intelligence of our creator. Psalms 139, 14 tells us, I give thanks to you for I am awesomely and wondrously made. Wondrous are your works and my being knows it well. Bacteria, fungus, and viral infections are all secondary to sick tissue. The cellular environment of the body will either allow for the incubation of infection or provide healthy cell structure that can ward it off and keep it at bay. So what causes disease? It's the environment. Let's take some examples from nature. You have a kitchen with a sink full of dirty dishes, breadcrumbs on the floor, and honey on your countertops. A bunch of cockroaches and ants come crawling around for lunch. The standard medical doctor's perspective is that it's the cockroaches and ants that are the problem. He will spray them with some pesticides and insecticides, figuring that if he kills them off, the problem is solved. Then, thinking he has fixed the condition, he'll leave the room. 
When he's called back a couple months later, he will wonder why there are twice as many creatures crawling around and suggest some more potent toxic chemicals to make sure he really gets them this time. The problem is he has still left the dishes in the sink. According to the intelligence, the intelligence of our creator, it's the dirty dishes in the sink and the breadcrumbs on the floor that are the problem. We would clean up the dishes, mop the floor, and wipe down the surfaces, and the cockroaches and ants would go next door to a dirty environment. You take a stagnant swamp and a vibrant river. A stagnant swamp would breed fungus and algae on the top of its waters. If you look at the flowers and the trees in the background, they would all be, they would all be dead and necrotic. You'd have mosquitoes and flies flying around there. Now here's an MD. I think it's the mosquitoes and the flies that are the problem and the fungus and the algae on top of the waters. We would say it's the stagnant swamp. Now somebody's right here and someone's wrong. Supposing a person is in an elevator and has mononucleosis. Two people enter, the door shuts, and this guy sneezes on them both. They go home, one gets mono and the other one doesn't. So if it was germ theory, they would have both got sick. Why did the other one not? It's the method of exposure and it's the inner condition of that particular individual upon exposure to the germ. What was his condition at the cellular level? What was his immune system status at that time? What was his oxygen status at that time at a cellular level? What was his pH at that time? Was it acidic or was it alkaline? What was his nutritional status at that time of exposure to the germ? Was he stressed? Was he calm? Was he exercising? It's the same way in the human body as in the stagnant swamp. There are a lot of variables emotionally and physically that we can look at that will determine whether that germ that comes in through your mouth or nose or even by touching your fingers will take hold or not. If you have morbid cells and your pH is acidic and you have a stagnant blood and stagnant lymph flow like a stagnant swamp, that's like sugar, honey, and white flour to cockroaches. Guess what comes in as scavengers? It's all the parasites and the fungus and the bacteria and the molds that are because it's the sick and cellular environment. They're opportunistic. They're not the cause of the disease. They're there because of it. Big difference. It's not the germ, but your inner condition at cellular level upon exposure to the germ. Simplicity. Our creator is very simplistic. Our next article is called David Copperfield Medicine. On one extreme, we have optimal health. You generally feel good, wake up energetic, are free of aches and pains, have good nutrition, and your filtration organs are adequately coping with whatever toxin into your body. On the other extreme, you have multiple debilitating chronic illnesses and are knocking on death's door. Most people are a considerable way along the spectrum from optimal health when they roll into their doctor's clinic requesting some honest help to improve their condition. Nevertheless, they will be told by their family doctor that there is nothing wrong with them, that they are in great shape, and that they have nothing to worry about. Somehow, they fall badly ill shortly thereafter. The doctors were not exactly lying when they diagnosed the patient. According to their own definition of health, wellness is the absence of sickness. Therefore, they were technically right. 
Since there was no apparent manifestations of disease, there was nothing wrong with the patient when they scrolled in. As a consequence, people die in good health all the time. The truth is that the absence of a negative is not the presence of a positive. Just because your backyard is not overrun with weeds doesn't mean you have a beautiful garden that's blooming with flowers and fruit-bearing cherry orchids in it either. We are told that the aches and pains, dizziness, headaches, drowsiness, and low energy levels are just regular signs of aging, but people seem to be getting them younger and younger. The doctors use suppressive meds to help you manage symptoms or even cut out body parts on an outside system level, but they're never getting to the actual cause of the disease process at the cellular level. The real danger to you with mainstream medicine is that it appears to work. The danger is that you can't feel the headache anymore because they knocked it out with acetaminophen like Tylenol. You can't feel the angina pain no more because they knocked it out with nitroglycerin. You cannot feel the stomach problems anymore because they use an anti-acid in order to block the symptoms. They remove the symptom, but they don't change the underlying condition of the body. So before long, other, another symptom will spring up elsewhere. Medical doctors are taught to snip the wire to your blinking oil light on your car, whereas we would show you how to put oil in your engine. We call it David Copperfield medicine, after the famous stage magician. It's the illusion that you're getting better when you're actually getting worse. You're feeling better, but you're getting sicker because the, the, of the poisoning of the synthetic drug to the cell. The medications themselves cause disease, which they call side effects, but we call direct effects. And the cellular screams are being muffled. And then you're going, man, the wonders of modern medicine, it's working. I'm getting well. No, you're not. It's an illusion. And that's the problem with MDs. If their so-called treatments actually work to make you feel better, they are making it so much worse for you. As far as the disease is concerned, you're getting sicker. That's why John H. Tilden wrote, amelioration, um, um, amelioration is a form of building disease. And toxemia explained as far back as 1926. The cellular cries which they are knocking out are only symptoms of the deeper underlying issue. The doctors are adding toxins to toxins, acid to acid, more immunosuppressive components from pharmaceuticals to an already repressed immune system. All they're doing is playing the magical shell game with diseases. You start out with one disease and like magic, the medications made the symptoms disappear, but then you got another one. So you zap that as well. And then you got another one that you also had to treat. It's a never ending game of whack-a-mole. You start to wonder why life is so unfair and you can't just have a normal body that doesn't keep breaking down on you and throwing up symptoms no matter what you do. You've done all the right things, gone to the right specialist, took all the meds you've been prescribed exactly like you've been told to take them, statins for your cholesterol, ACEs for your blood pressure, NSAIDs for pain and inflammation, and you wonder why nothing's working. Six to eight months later, you wake up with a heart attack. If you live through a heart attack, you're strapped to a gurney with a 30 to 40,000 triple bypass or quad. 
They hit you on the front end with suppressive meds to knock out the symptoms so you don't feel it anymore. This includes cancer. Cancer's not the problem. It's the end result of the problem that has been building for years. They use chemotherapy and radiation to burn the tumor. But the tumor is a side effect of the underlying cancer process, which is systemic rather than local to the site of the tumor. These are two separate entities, and doctors are taught they are one and the same. So their focus is on removing the tumor, and they think if they remove the tumor, then they somehow cured the cancer. But if the tumor is only the most prominent manifestation of the cancer process, the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, then it's only a matter of time before it incubates back into another tumor in the same spot because they didn't change anything. Our creator's way of protecting us from all the toxins we inject, eat, drink, and breathe in is to create a bubble that they call a tumor. The tumor is not the cancer. And when they do a biopsy, they wonder why it metastasizes or spreads all over the body. They pop the bubble our creator allowed to protect us. They made your immune system worse with poison, poisonous chemo. Radiation and chemotherapy are poisons that kill healthy cells and cancer cells indiscriminately. This is fully admitted. You can't be poisoned back to health. Mainstream doctors practice David Copperfield medicine because they don't think there's an actual function to what the body is doing. They think that it's an accident, a freak of nature, or that something has just gone wrong. They can't concede that the body has its own intelligence from our creator that knows better than they do what is good for you. And the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations, Revelation 22.2. So those are two short ones. Um, I want to let people know, the audience know, that we are bombarded today with people calling with cancer. More than ever. My husband's expertise was cancer naturally, like I said, for 30 years, even when I met him. So I've, I know several testimonies of people that had cancer that no longer has it by, you know, uh, addressing the cancer process and reversing the cellular malfunction to the DNA. Um, but anyway, um, we are getting bombarded now because of the towers, the 5G towers. Uh, the radiation, because we're being exposed to more radiation than ever before. And you can listen to past shows. Uh, me and Dr. True covered this for a couple years now. We've been covering how they put that up when they quarantined us last year. Uh, the satellites, as well as everybody taking the COVID mark of the COVID vaccine. They're literally like walking antennas. So because of that, it's really... Uh, it's really causing the DNA to malfunction, the cellular DNA to, to malfunction. And so we're getting a lot of calls. Um, but I just want to give people the wisdom because what I'm finding is people just don't even know it exists. They don't know that a natural way besides chemotherapy and radiation you can do. They don't, they don't know it. The drug companies, the medical doctors keep them from even knowing that it's available. So that's why it's so important that I'm recording this stuff and people share it and, and, and get it out to the masses because there are, there are answers. I mean, there are solutions to the cancer process. Mm. And just to share three testimonies real fast before I start on the last article. Um, three testimonies. Uh, one of them was before I met Gary, but um, 
Uh, his name was uh, Don Hancock in Texas, and he was given six weeks to live with melanoma cancer. And that was one of Gary's uh, more aggressive, you know, he had to really aggressively work with somebody when they had melanoma. He was given six weeks to live. Um, not only did he survive, he wrote a book called Higher Inspirations. And one of the chapters, the title of it is Meeting Gary Tunsky. So he has, he's still alive today and has no cancer. The second one I can tell you is, um, is my uh, another gentleman who had metastatic spleen cancer, was given six months to live. Um, he was feared into getting chemo and radiation. By the time he came to us, he had already did chemo and radiation. His hair had fe you know, fell out. His teeth fell out. <coughs> anyway, after all that, he came to us and asked if we could help him. And, you know, Gary pretty much told him, I can't even address the cancer process until I get all the poison out of you, you know, because he took the chemo and radiation. So, but he did comply and um, he, he uh, you know, did everything we said, goes back to his cancer doctor and the doctor says, you no longer have cancer. He's still alive today. So my own mom, perfect example, my mom. She was on her way to breast cancer. We had a cellular scanner back there from Budapest that showed us that she was in the sixth stage of the cancer process. And her mother died from breast cancer, so she always feared it. And by what we saw on the scanner, Gary told her, it's not that you have cancer or even a tumor yet, but it's telling me that your cellular environment has all the things needed to develop a tumor. In other words, your, your cellular environment is ready to develop a tumor. So she could have already had one, but whatever. All he did was he scared her. He drew a circle. He said, this tumor needs low pH. This tumor needs, you know, acid foods. This tumor needs stress. This tumor needs, you know, a lack of exercise. Everything that he put around the, the circle. And he said, as long as you address all these things, it can't grow. So um, she had came, I had called her. Uh, well, actually, she took my children and um, I had brought my children up to see her when me and Gary went to Atlanta to do a presentation. And um, I asked Corey how he was eating because he normally didn't eat good at grandma's house. And he said, mom, grandma's exercising every day on the treadmill. She's everything's organic. Every, she's doing raw food. She, so she totally was scared into health. And now she totally is in her 70s. She was born in 1946. She's not worried about having breast cancer. Um, she came and did a rescan while we were in Pennsylvania later with the kids. She came about three months later to see, she said to see the grandbabies, but I think she really wanted to do another test. <laughs> and sure enough, our scanner showed that she was three stages back from the cancer process. So she wasn't in the sixth stage. She was in the third. So her, definitely her cells were no longer in the environment to develop a tumor. So she now understands it and she's not worried about it. So I just wanted to share those testimonies and I have so many more I can share you, but those are the, the, the cancer ones I wanted to bring to your attention that I witnessed firsthand. All right, this next article, since we have another uh, half hour here, we'll get it through as much as we can. It's a little bit longer, but it's the seven stages of disease. Now, mind you, I am typing up nonstop. I'm on note 67 right now, and I'm probably going to be getting up over thousands, you know, probably at least a thousand of notes I still have to type up. So I want to get a lot of these, you know, recorded. 
So I'm going to be doing a lot of these, the readings of these amazing, amazing articles that my husband was anointed to write and now he's gone. But again, it's our creator's wisdom and I'm not going to give myself the glory. I'm not going to give Gary the glory. It's not about anybody but the king of all kings, the creator of the universe. This is the simplicity of our body, our created intelligent body, and it has to get out to the masses because they're coming for you know, Sickness Incorporated's big business we taught, and uh, you know, all their all their goal is to keep us sick, get us sick, and keep us sick. It's big money. The medical money go round. Anyway, so this is the seven stages of disease. There are seven stages of disease progression, which are really just symptoms of an intelligent body instituted healing crisis. The early stages begin with mild symptoms of excess tiredness, while the later stages end in full-blown catastrophes where weakened organs and systems start to give out and can no longer perform their function. Failure of the heart, lungs, thyroid, kidneys, liver cirrhosis, severe autoimmune disorders, adrenal burnout, type 2 diabetes, cancers, etc. The seven stages progress as follows. Innervation, innervation, intoxication, irritation, inflammation, induration, ulceration, and fungation, which leads to cellular mutation. This is to say cancer. During the early stages, if the cause of the problem is removed, symptoms of disease will begin to reverse. But if symptoms are repressed or ignored and poor choices continue over the course of days, weeks, months, and years, the body will progress to the following stage. Number one, innervation, which means to deprive of nerve energy, vital force, or strength, physical, mental, or moral weakness, devitalize, destroy the vigor of, weaken. The first stage of disease progression is innervation. The word innervation comes from the word energy. In this condition, the body is not producing enough energy for the task it must perform. perform. So the first warning sign that you are becoming innervated is that you get lethargic and require naps just to get you through the day, or you have real trouble getting out of bed in the morning. Innervation is caused by lack of sleep, overeating, drinking too much alcohol, polluted water and air, excessive worry and stress, excessive sugar intake, salt, coffee, and overindulgence in junk food, sodas, drugs, and stimulants. The result is an overall weakness, which causes tiredness at first, then depression, then reduced vital energy as a whole. All of the body's functions are impaired when the body enters the state of innervation, including our ability to, ability to detoxify and restore depleted energy, meaning that this is the beginning of a downward slope. If it is not fixed by lifestyle changes that allow the detoxification systems of the body to clean it internally, it will soon slip into stage two, which is called intoxication, auto-intoxication or toxemia. Number two, intoxication, which means the state of being poisoned by a drug or other substance. The second stage of degeneration, degeneration is intoxication or toxemia. Toxemia happens when the, unelimin the uneliminated toxic material starts to saturate the blood, lymph nodes, and tissues of the body. 
Over time, this slows the body's ability to eliminate poisons by clogging the detoxification organs and filtration systems of the intestines, liver, kidneys, skin, blood circulation, and lymphatic flow. Our vital, our vital energy is always divided between digestion, assimilation, stimulation, cell absorption, and elimination. As more energy is diverted into the body's attempt to digest the poison, poisons listed in stage one, cellular energy capacity drastically declines through adrenal exhaustion. This is when people tend to depend on artificial stimulants such as caffeine, herbal stimulants, prescription drugs, sugar, tobacco, and inorganic substances to try and compensate for the loss of energy. This leaves the body intoxicated, sluggish, burnt out, or weakened. Continued innervation and intoxication leads to a susceptible crisis named dis-ease, or what we have earlier labeled the medical twilight zone. In this zone of disease, the person is either healthy is neither healthy nor chronically sick. They are somewhere in between. They fall through the cracks of the medical machine, which has established perimeters collaborated specifically for trauma and crisis. Consequently, if they look for help with their family doctor, they are likely to be told there's nothing abnormal going on and turned away with a clean bill of health with some pills to dull their symptoms. At that point, if the detoxification systems are not assisted by the outside intervention to get this toxic residue dumped from the cells, such as homeopathic treatments, increased fluid intake, intake, exercise to increase circulations and opening up the detoxification channels, then their condition will progress into stage three, which is irritation. Number three, irritation, which means the bringing of a bodily part or organ to an abnormally excited or sensitive condition. At this third stage of the disease process, the body sets its defensive mechanisms and motions and speeds up its activities in the desperate attempts to unload toxins that have accumulated inside it from the excess consumption of acid-forming foods, beverages, and likely antibiotics, which cause the body's fluids conditions to develop an acid pH. This condition depletes alkaline reserves, and over time, the acid waste irritate tissue lining. As a consequence, this stage is characterized by symptoms like itching, skin rashes, burning eyes, irritable bowel syndrome, and so forth, which all cause redness leading to inflammation. The most obvious warning of inflammation, the most obvious warning of irritation is itchiness, as well as the body's as well as being the body's largest organ, the skin is also an organ of elimination. The body uses its 4 billion pores to remove toxins from the body. If any part of your skin becomes itchy, then that is a sign that toxins are being removed because when they come to the surface of the skin, that area becomes irritated. Sometimes it gets inflamed as the body increases blood flow to that area in hope of removing them. No one experiences itchiness in the irritation stage. Others may, ex not everyone experiences itchiness in the irritation stage. Others may experience headaches, nausea, especially in the morning, persistent tickling in the nose, uneasiness, short-temperedness, irritability, nervousness, depression, anxiety, headaches, difficulty sleeping, coated tongue, bad breath, increased body odor, dark circles under the eyes, 
are also all signals that the body is in a state of irritation. In this stage, acid-forming compounds, compounds such as acetyl acids, carbonic acids, and lactic acids cause the body's fluid condition to develop an acid pH of under 7.0. 0, 7.0, which gets dangerous because bacterial forms, fungus, molds, parasite, and pathogenic viruses incubate and love to breed in that low pH environment. Number four, inflammation, which means redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, heat, and disturbed function of an area of the body, especially as a reaction of tissues to injurious, to injurious agents. The fourth stage of disease progression triggers the onset of inflammation. Inflammation is a response of your body's tissues to irritation or injury. Inflammation may be acute, meaning developed suddenly and lasting only days or weeks, or it can be chronic, getting worse over a period of months or years unless reversed. This stage of inflammation is characterized by all the itises you've heard of, sinusitis, nephritis, hepatitis, meningitis, appendicitis, colitis, and so on. Whenever you hear of itis, it means inflammation of the. Nephritis is the inflammation of the kidney. Colitis is the inflammation of the colon. Hepatitis is the inflammation of the liver. Meningitis, inflammation of the meninges, which are all three membranes covering the brain and the spinal cord. Appendicitis is the inflammation of the appendix. Dermatitis is the inflammation of the skin. Otis, otitis media, or middle ear infection, that's the inflammation of the middle ear. Sinutitis, sinusitis, or sinus infection, is inflammation of the sinuses. Arthritis is the inflammation of the joints. Cystitis is the inflammations of the bladder. Gastritis is the inflammations of the stomach. Encephalitis is the inflammation, oh, inflammation of the brain, and so on. Medical science would have you believe that these are 20 different itis diseases, that we need 20 different treatments, but they all are, they are, but they all derive from the same underlying cause. It's just an exasperation of the area of the body that started with irritation, innervation, and auto-intoxication. Inflammation is the body's most intense effort to cleanse and restore. At this stage, disease becomes painful. The chief signs of inflammation are redness, heat, swelling, and pain, accompanied by loss of function in affected areas. Inflammation indicates the accumulation of pustulence or dried blood and thick mucus in and around the organs, joints, and cells. This triggers an immune response, causing the white blood cells to spill histamines, cytokines, and other inflammatory substances in the fight to clean up the toxemic condition. Continued inflammation through pro-inflammatory hormone release will eventually lead to stone-like formations of trapped inorganic waste creating a protective barrier in the joints, kidneys, and gallbladder. At this point, the body's weakened, innervated filtration organs are unable to expel the accumulated hardened waste material fast enough. Allergies, suppressed immunity, and poor digestion can also result. In fact, often when people have one of these, they have two of them or all three. That is because these are not different diseases, but symptoms of the same underlying condition. 
A so-called allergy is nothing more than the irritation of an already chronically inflamed nasal passage or lung tissue from a pronounced toxemic condition. Toxemia irritation is the basic cause of all inflammation, including the intestinal lining, which can cause poor digestion, and the epithelial lining in the lungs. It's logical to see how the inflammatory conditions are an exasperation or a later stage of the irritation conditions we found in stage three, where you were irritated and had itchy skin, but once you're inflamed, you come down with dermatitis, eczema, psoriasis, and what have you. When you were irritated, you had irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. Now that you are inflamed, you develop colitis. When you were irritated, you had a persistent tickling in the nose. Now that you are inflamed, you contract sinusitis and so on. Actions at this stage determine whether you're going to recover your health or if you're going to deteriorate into more serious, into more severe condition with scarier symptoms. Number five, induration. And this means hardening of a tissue, particularly of the skin, due to excess fluid retention, inflammation, or growth of a tumor to protect the body, to protect the body from further damage. Now we're getting into the really dangerous stages. In the first four stages of innervation, irritation, intoxication, and inflammation, the cellular enzymes are still intact. While the symptoms of the first four stages are uncomfortable, unpleasant, and cause many complaints, at the fifth stage, we have actual impregnation of a disease process that is chronic. The fifth stage of degeneration is earmarked by a gradual thickening of the hardening of the mucous and submucosal tissues due to continued inflammation that is overwhelming to any, de to, to any of the detox systems. The increased hardening from the solidifying hydronated and saturated fats, LDL cholesterol, chlorine, calcium, iron, and other organic minerals will choke arterial circulation, cutting off oxygen and inhibiting the flow of nutrients to the cells if this is not addressed by some type of detoxification protocol. The hypoxia leads to programmed cell death known as apoptosis. Symptoms of induration include hardening of the arteries, skin eruptions, open sores, ulcers, pestilence, cataracts, cysts, polyps, liver spots, kidney stones, calloused feet, calcium spurs, and gallstones. Scarring is also a form of induration, which is a hardening of tissue or filling in of a tissue where it has been lost. The hardening has a purpose. Just as fibrous tissue of a scar replaces normal skin after an injury and keeps toxic material from entering the body from the outside during the stage of induration, the toxic material that is threatening the well-being of the body from the inside is encapsulated in a sack of hardened tissue in an attempt to quarantine it and hold it in one place so it will not spread to the entire body. In other words, like a scar, induration is not a disease but a natural part of the healing process. The body trying to protect itself. It's a, it forms a kind of tumor and will often be diagnosed as cancer, even in cases where no cancer exists. The sixth stage, ulceration, which means a crater-like skin or mucous membrane lesion, a sore open either to the surface of the body or to the natural captivity and accompanying by the disintegrated integration of tissue, the formation of pus, etc. The sixth stage is what's called ulceration. 
Everyone knows about ulcerative colitis or having stomach ulcers, but what ulceration really represents is an active degeneration from cellular apoplexy eruption, a paralysis of circulatory functions in blood and lymph takes place due to tissue and arterial hardening. This is accompanied by the the disintegration of the tissue and the formation of pus. Crater-like skin or mucous membrane lesions form and sores open up on the surface of the body or internally. Ulceration can manifest as a stress ulcer in the body of the stomach, a status ulcer on the ankle, a trophic ulcer, jungle rot, a, septic, a, a, a peptic ulcer in the inner lining of the stomach, small intestine or lower esophagus, or even ulcerative colitis. Instead of normal toxin elimination, the excretion of dried blood and tox pus erupt from open wounds, boils, fistulas, internal ulcers, or even discharges from the eyes, ears, nose, vagina, or other body cavities. Examples of these are canker sores, associated with AIDS and herpes simplex. Another symptom of ulceration is adrenal exhaustion, stress from a highly toxic, innervated condition. At this point, the body's been under assault for so long that massive amounts of cells and tissues are being destroyed. It's immensely painful. The the eruptions are the body's desperate attempt to dump or purge toxins. Often, adrenal exhaustion sets in at this point, and people get into severe lethargic conditions where they can't even function. Ulcers can be reversed if the body is facilitated to heal, but things are desperate at this stage, and they only have one progression left until cancer sets in. The seventh stage is fungation of the body and cancer. In this last and final stage, there is the excessive overgrowth of fungus in the blood and tissues. Molds, mildew, spores, yeast, candiditis, and cancer cells run amok as the body's firefighters are powerless to respond to the multiple crises taking place in the body all at once. The body is literally being decomposed from the inside out while it is alive. Doing a live blood analysis using dark field microscopy will easily detect yeast, fungus, mold, and cancer cells. This is the stage where macerozymes start signaling death to the organisms. There are more than a thousand toxins produced by yeast, fungus, and mold, and their acid waste contribute directly or indirectly to a wide range of symptoms. Healthy cells can no longer renew themselves but form cancerous mutations. There is a cellular disorder from repeated free radical on the DNA. Genetic material is damaged during replication, transcription, and translation of new cells. This inevitably leads to cell proliferation and mutation of of tissue growth into a morbid state. In this morbid state, circulation is affected. There is no nutrition to the cells as they are too full of toxins to accept what is given. Nutrients are consumed instead by the parasites, mold, and fungus. The immune system is weakened, body pH is extremely acidic, and the cellular environment attracts these scavengers, parasites, fluke worms, and all of these viral infections, bacteria, and fungal forms. They're there because of the terrain, seeking an environment that is favorable to them. So when you hear of cancers, you know a person has gone through decades of degeneration through the previous six stages, innervation, intoxication, irritation, inflammation, induration, ulceration, and fungation to get there. Tumors do not happen overnight. 
So now the body has reached that final stage where neoplasms grow. The body's attempt to return to homeostasis. All seven progressive states of disease are part of the body's ceaseless effort to return balance and order to the body, which we call homeostasis. The body, we use, the body will use whatever means it has as its disposal in the attempt to purge itself of the unwanted toxins and acid residues that are lodged in the tissues and are poisoned in it. These mechanisms range from a simple runny nose or the coughing up of mucus all the way to oozing tropical ulcers that break out on the skin. Because these symptoms are unpleasant and people want rid of them, medical science misidentifies them as diseases. However, armed with this information, you now know that your body's not failing you but doing its job. It is desperately trying to prevent you from dying. With this new knowledge, we see that even bacteria aren't just intruders that turn up out of nowhere, but guests we invite in and inadvertently with faulty lifestyle choices and bad habits. The cellular terrain becomes the food source for a lot of things of these pathogens which are causing which are acting as scavengers feeding off our cellular waste. This puts the power back in your hands, and if you change your lifestyle and clean out your body, the bacterial forms mold and fungus will go pick on someone else. Through decades of research, we've come to believe that acid pH is the primary factor triggering the triggering the seven stage progression of disease. An overly acidic body to eat away at tissue like battery acid eating into the skin, slowly corroding your entire body. If left unchecked, these acid wastes will interrupt all cellular activity and functions. This can interrupt everything from the beating of your heart to the neurofiring of your brain to cognitive thinking and memory interruptions. Overacidification interferes with life itself, leading to all sickness and disease. As the accumulation of acid residues in tissues and cells sets in, it is this is accompanied by poor blood and lymph circulation, poor cell activity, poor oxygenation, nutritional deficiencies, and dehydration causes the electrical disturbance at the cellular level. When the cellular matrix that makes up the tissues and organs is suffocated, the cells cannot breathe properly and do not receive the nutrient building blocks they need to do their manufacturing task. As the cell becomes deprived of the necessary nutrient components for optimum health and reproduction, the entire body begins to rot and decay from the inside out. These cells, tissue, and organs begin to die, and morbid microforms such as parasites begin to feed on the diseased areas. This produces potent acidic byproducts called mycotoxins, which further compromise pH and create disruption in the body's biosystems. This process can involve further morbidity through bacteria, yeast, fungi, and mold formation with subsequent serious life-threatening symptoms. When acid wastes build up within the weakened cells and organs that are too weak to clean house, a fertile environment exists for disease causing pathogens to breed. This is what the medical community refers to as degenerative disease. When we are born, we have the highest alkaline mineral concentration that gives us perfectly balanced pH. That's why most degenerative metabolic and autoimmune diseases do not show up until after 40 or so years of abuse from acidic assaults to the blood tissues and cells. Fundamentally, all regulator, regulatory mechanisms, which can include breathing, digestion, circulation, hormone production, neurotransmitter release, etc., serve the purpose of balance and pH by removing the normally metabolized 
acids from body tissues and cells. Most people in today's world still believe disease is to be disease to be something mysterious that attacks from the outside and there is very little they can do about it. Our conclusion is that disease comes from the inside out and that the terrain or environment of the body is the catalyst for the development and progression of all disease. This does not preclude the, the contributing factors from external circumstances such as trauma, airborne microforms, air pollution, radiation, chemicals, and drugs, of course. These all provide negative, negative acidic impressions, but dis-ease itself arises within the cell in response to these impressions. Wow. We got through the long article. <laughs> so that was that was the third article, the third uh, one that we have uh, typed up. And as I mentioned, we're going to be typing away uh, and I'm going to be sharing them. I'm going to hopefully get them in a book if the finances come in. Um, I, I prefer instead of having an ebook, um, I prefer having the hard copy book like the old school, um, you know, so that you can have forever and read and and refer to. But there's so much wisdom that we have um, that we're all going to get in in writing. And uh, like I said, I'm typing up everything. And and I covered this on a couple shows ago um, that my brilliant husband, who's no longer here, um, who had the wisdom of our creator, he developed a 21-day cellular cleanse. I just finished it myself two weeks ago. I tried, We tried to do it every three or four years, I mean, three or four times a year which is why he was able to, you know, prolong his life. I don't know if I told said to the a radio show before, but uh, his best friend Mark told me that all the other bodybuilders he worked with back in the 80s, they all died in their 40s. And Gary lasted to a week after his 59th birthday because of the wisdom he developed, you know, once he, you know, started, learn, more, more, most importantly, when he became a believer because he was an atheist back then. And uh, anyway, I met him when he was 47. He became a, a, a believer in our creator at 37. But anyway, um, once Father, you know, put his Holy Spirit into him and gave him the wisdom um, to continue. I think he was being used even as an atheist because he was studying the cell and helping bodybuilders do it safely, he told me. But he just omitted to tell me he was doing it with them. <laughs> we didn't really talk a lot about his bodybuilding years because, again, he was an atheist, you know. But um, but he did, did develop a 21-day cellular cleanse that I am continuing, um, and it's basically um, a deep cellular cleanse that cleans out all the organs simultaneously because he taught, and now I'm teaching, that if you do just, you know, liver cleanses or colon cleanses, not that they're not beneficial, but they're not, it's like, you know, dust in your house when someone's coming over opposed to getting on the floor and scrub brushing. You want to do it, you know, everything simultaneously because you just chase the toxins around to other organs when you just do one organ at a time. So our cleanse addresses everything, the lymph, the blood, the kidneys, the colon, the gallbladder, um, everything simultaneously, a heavy metal chelator with parsley and cilantro. Um, anyway, um, and then uh, uh, the colon cleanse has magnesium-based ozone in there. That's amazing. So we, we called that colon blow, Gary called it, because it just blows out all the junk in the trunk because we have so much colon. We have like 30 feet of colon in our body. So, um, so anyway, the cleanse is amazing. Um, you're not just doing the products that Gary kind of chose from four different companies, the, the, you know, the cleanest of the cleanest. 
um, homeopathic spagyrics from Germany that, that clean the organs. Um, we use Global Healing, Dr. Ed and John Group. Um, they're big supporters of me continuing Gary's wisdom. Um, they have Global Healing out in Texas, and they have wonderful herbal products. Uh, and then um, and then we have um, other companies. You know, Dr. True, we use his minerals, uh, some of his minerals in the cleanse. And, um, and then also um, uh, we have a turmeric-based for inflammation and stuff capsule you take while you're doing the organic vegetable juice. So it totally goes in line with what, uh, you know, Gary Null teaches at his uh, healing center. We, it's a vegan diet. It's um, all raw foods, the whole entire cleanse. Um, two juices, minimal. We started off with three, the first three days, like the first days, three juices and in the morning and evening when you take the products that comes with the manual and everything, the cleanse, but it's two juices the first day. You're taking the supplements mid, one juice in the afternoon just by itself. And then the same thing on the second day, because we kind of want to jumpstart your, your body to know that it's doing something different. So the first three days are definitely the toughest, but it's three juices the first day, three juices the second day. And then on morning afternoon juice with the supplements the third day, but then you can have a big raw salad or raw meal for that third day. And then starting the fourth day, it's just two juices with the supplements, but now you can choose whichever you want, whenever you want to take them. You can have one raw meal with the two juices, and then you can start eating anything raw and organic in between those three meals. And that's for the remainder of the, of the days, for the remainder of the cleanse. So it's a very easy cleanse. My son did it for the first time when he was 15 years old. So if a 15-year-old can do it, uh, anybody can do it. It's a wonderful deep cellular cleanse that I'm still um, I'm still promoting in honor of my late husband and, of course, giving all the all the glory to our creator because that's where the wisdom came from. The articles I just read to you, again, came from the creator as well, his Holy Spirit, his Ruach HaKadosh, I call it. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. I encourage you to share. Uh, we'll have them up. This art, this uh, show will be uploaded to our whatinthecell.podbean.com by tomorrow and you can listen to it again or you can uh, share it or you can download it. You can do everything. So we need to get this wisdom into people's hands. So thank you for listening. And uh, you're listening to Vaccine Information Coalition. Our shows can be accessed later again on whatinthecell.podbean.com or on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. That's V as in Victor, A-C, I, N as in Nancy, F as in Frank, O, vacinfo.org website, right underneath the little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And God bless.